Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. For quite some time, because it may come as a shock to our fair listeners, but we batch these and we do lots of recordings well in advance, and then we slowly dribble them out uh, every uh, Thursday. So let's rewind and go Which back is to why. your recording <laughs> yes! of your album. Yes, let's talk about it. I recorded my first comedy album. It at was the QED at in the Quince. QED, which was somebody's uh, title suggestion for me was R-E-D at Q-E-D, which I thought was very cute. Oh, that's clever. Yes. Clever girl. Oh, believe me, I've gone through all of them. And the weird part was, is I said, I'm not going to title this until the recording's done because I felt like something was going to just coast through mm-hmm. and slap me in the face. And uh, nothing really slapped me in the face, which is weird. That one, so, That's pretty good, though. It that's is good. catchy. That's the guy who filmed it. He actually came up with some real good good ones. What else One of them come was We're All Gonna Die. Well, that's dark. Well, but then there's a picture of me, like, smiling like I'm in a 1940s coffee commercial. Yeah. But um, after I pitched, I, I had a meeting with the art department last week. Uh-huh. It's insane. That was only, I recorded that, what, like two weeks ago? That's crazy. Yes. I feel like so much life has happened. Uh so it life will, happens every day. Life happens and yeah. it keeps happening on your face. So we're in the process already of the editing of it, which is probably going to be the longest, most tedious. This is when I fall in hate with everything I ever said. Okay. Well, it was pretty good and pretty tight. So. I was very happy about it. The night of the recording, I have to say this. It was, I had an even better show. Like I had the best audience on the first one, but a smoother run of a show on the second one. Great. So between those two, I got it. And, yeah. and. It, this is for me saying this, somebody who likes to beat the crap out of herself on the daily. I walked out and said, couldn't have done it different or better. No, the first set was great. Yeah. Uh, two days later, they sent me all the raw files, like so I could hear the audio. So I've had to like take my time going through it all. It's going to take a minute to edit. Sure, sure, sure. Um, after meeting with the art department, it is going to be like a 1940s looking picture of me. They're going to animate me. Who does the picture? They have an artist. So we're in the editing, and then once everything is cut, printed, done, and the art is done, it takes another like six to eight weeks from there. So it's probably going to be, I'm going to say like a a mid, like maybe a June, July release, somewhere in there, a summer release, summer release. And I thought that it would be more like in the fall. I can see why it takes a while, though, especially as a comic who's doing this for the first time. You want to get the best edits. So you you sit there, like, obsessively listening, like, set one, set two, set two, set one, set... Okay, I, want, I like the way I said the on set one. It's like getting your eyes done. Better, 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 better. better. No, it's the one hearing test. One and two. Left, left, right, left, left, right, right, left. <gasps> Here's the other thing. Let this be a lesson to anybody who sits in the audience of a taping. If this is your laugh, that's like a Yogi Berra um, uh, cartoon. What is that cartoon? Wait, Yogi Bear or Yogi Berra? I don't. They're very different people. Oh, Yogi Bear. <laughs> I don't fucking know anything about Yogi. The Berra. coach Yogi Berra used to laugh like this. Wasn't there like some sinister face. like cat that just like? Oh, who is it? Whiplash and his dog, his dog did that. Yeah. I'll leave it to young James to know. But so I, I have a hiss laugher on the second show. And now they have to like tamp down the sound of his laugh. On the second show? Yes. It sounds like the mic is right next to the Well, I was like, it sounds like steam is being released. <laughs> Maybe Which it is. it is. What if it was like I just was letting them rip during that whole second show? Oh my gosh. That I was like, joke, beans. joke, joke, punchline. What's or wrong maybe it was white hot. She's so sexy. She. Uh, so I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Is there anything major you need to tell me? Are you done with your career counseling? No, not yet. How long has this been going on? How long? A couple months, I guess. I think I'm. I'm I think I'm winding down. Okay. Okay. How are I'm you feeling? I'm probably not going to continue. Um, 
Good. I mean, I'm having more conversations about shit. So. And you feel good about that? About being bored? Well, who doesn't? Right. Well, no, you feel good about now you've gotten to a point where you're like, yeah, it's just time. Yeah. You're not leaving with vitriol, the vitriol that you would have two years ago. Correct. In fact, tomorrow's my work anniversary of five years. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I was going to last five fucking minutes. I I remember that first week I called up, I think I called Paul Kanan or I emailed him. I said, do you have anything at all? Do you have any friends that are hiring someone immediately? Yes. He's like, oh my God, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm in this job. It's like I was like abducted in some kind of Cambodian prison. And I was like, I need to to get out of here. Oh my God, well, you're Anne Hathaway. But then at a certain point, did you put on the Prada boots? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I just answered the phone. We've got Patrick. (laughs) And And then then I realized I am Patrick. You are Patrick. Well, I'm excited for you. I wonder where this will take you. Please just work for a real housewife. That's all I ask. I just, I don't know if I want to work for some fucking crazy nut job who thinks that they have money. That's worse. I'm in the room. Than someone who actually has all the money. Well, speaking of all the money, I'm very excited about this. We're going to Formula One in about two weeks. Dos semanas? Yes. Ah. Are you aware of the Formula One? Now, this is not something that is usually our wheelhouse. We have talked about the Formula One weekend. The whole thing? Because there's new situations. What's the new development? Well, the new development is that I was like, let's learn. Nude or new? The nude development. Could you imagine if they were like, you guys, you have paddock access, but you have to take off your pants. Uh. Oh, I'll uh, be, oh, I'll be at the nut hut. I'll meet you at the pit, in the pit bull. What's it called? The pit stop, pit area. The, it, there's an area where they change tires very quickly. The pit crew, pit, pit stop. stop. Uh, oh my god, I know all the lingo, you guys. <laughs> so I'm gonna blend right in at Parmy. This is a wonderful NASCAR event. You kids and your cars and your go karts. Oh, look at that. You're wearing a nice little suit, aren't ya? It's almost like the girl who went to Coachella for the first time. Like, yeah. No. Uncut jams. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> he said that Robert Morse died the other day, and I was like, again? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep up with the details of the news. So, Formula One. Except for you just started today by asking me about Johnny Depp. Oh! Which I don't know anything about, really. They're, they're, they're putting the trial, every minute of it, on the air. Like, you can live stream it. But why? Oh, you it's have to! It's not like he's to. O.J. Simpson. No, because the quotes, the pull quotes from this this courtroom drama are so funny. Amber Heard took a dump on their bed. I mean, come on! This is what? good TV! <laughs> That's what I'm saying! This is really good TV! See, this is, I think people should like kind of like have a transcript before they go out and start doing the stuff in public. Well, because here's the tea. So they get a very public, very angry divorce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like Bert and Lonnie. Ca- Did they get a bad divorce? Oh, my God. I can't, I can't <laughs> I'm continue. Sorry, I'm not a homosexual it's man. It's it has to, they're not even gay. <laughs> how does, how does well, I don't it was know. The, it was the, it was the I'm most contentious. I'm younger than you. What by minutes? There <laughs> it, it, is, it was the, the most contentious divorce in a really fucking long time. It was like really? drawn out on every newspaper and tabloid magazine. Now, it did was, she? Did who? Did somebody who got the mustache in the divorce? Well, I think he, eventually he shaved it off. Wouldn't that be great if she did get the mustache in the divorce? She was like, "I want the house, the kids, all your money, and, and half thing. of that mustache." I mean, I think he shaved it off halfway through Evening Shade. Oh, see, Lonnie did that to him. And then he died penniless. Well, I'll look at that later. I am very invested in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. So they had a very bad contentious divorce. And then she wrote an op-ed piece in Washington Post or something like that, basically saying she was a victim of domestic abuse. Not naming him outright, but who else has she been married to? I've only been married once. She's like, it rhymes with Monty Pep. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you can smell him through this (laughs) op-ed. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is that so so okay, so so she says she does this very public thing, and of course, then it puts him on blast, and now he's not working because he's like a pariah because sure. of this thing that came out, and he hasn't been able to defend himself in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. So he takes her 
to court with a $50 million libel suit. Mm-hmm. Now, she's countersuing him for $100 million. This is fake money. It's Jenga for rich people. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So then what? He, Jenga? Like, so if, she, if he loses and then she, they get the $100 million lawsuit for her going, then he's going to counter with a $150 lawsuit. And then we're just playing that game where you put your hands on top of each other's hands. $150 or $150 million? Okay. You know what I, I was going to say. I'm very invested just, in this She's story. like, I have it right here. I can so just give it he to you. is oh. basically like, I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to drag you for filth. And I'm going to tell everything of what you did in this. So now he's doing it on court TV. I cannot look away because he's like, <laughs> he basically was like, well, for Johnny Depp at this point looks like he runs a nightclub in Miami. He, he's always looks like he and smell also, a vision. Correct. And it's like possibly a coal miner. How? He just looks like that. Like Rugged. he's covered in. It's soot. He yeah. does look sooty, but I yeah. think that that's, yeah. Or maybe he's doing Mary Poppins. I was just going to say, he's doing a production of Mary Poppins right now at Alhambra Dinner Theater because that's where he can get work. <laughs> yeah, it's the only place. It's because of Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. So he looks he's like. He's like Kevin Klein at the beginning of Soap Dish. <laughs> yes, totally. Do death of a salesman. You have a visitor, Mr. Lawman. Stop calling me Mr. Lawman. But he's like running the bottom bing in New Jersey. That's what it is. And, and I swear to God, the pauses are more pregnant than the Octomom. He, everything he's saying on the stand is highly dramatic. And, and they'll ask him yes or it's no a lot questions. Of the, t- the Tim Burton school of acting. Oh, yeah. It's very studied. I'm yeah. sure that Helena Bonham Carter is going to speak on his behalf, which this could be hilarious. She's probably the judge. Just in costume. Honest to God, I would nothing would surprise me. So he tells everybody that she took a dump on the bed, and then he, <laughs> then they give visual proof. So now the pictures of this turd bed are out there, and he's basically saying that she, she's she. They're both insane. They're both nuts. And she so audio taped shit the bed. She literally shit the bed. So couple things. Okay. Uh, why did she shit the bed? And second, why did he document it? A, why not? B, why not? I just, those are things that I'm like, wow, you did this. <laughs> These two documented every horrible thing they've ever done to each other, and now they're putting it all out there, and I can't wait to see who plays Johnny Depp in a biopic. It would be great if he played himself. I don't want to see that. But, so what is the answer? Why did she shit the bed? Because uh, she, cause she basically, yeah, they'll get in fights, mm-hmm. and then she'll hit him. And there's audio proof of her hitting him. She's like, I didn't punch it, Johnny. And he's like, you did. I actually don't know who Amber Heard is. Nobody knows who she is. And third, they're not going to clean that up themselves because he's Johnny Depp. So they, she just shit on someone else's day, which would be the housekeeper. Exactly. Right. So unless. And of course, it's one of those Hollywood all white beds. So it really amplified the turd. Yeah. It's like you can't not see it. Yeah, no, you got. I mean, it's it's out there to be seen. You don't just turd on top of a bed yeah, being it's the, like, like I Japanese hope nobody flag. Catches this. Right. <laughs> I mean, Joel's did it once, but under the sure, covers, sure. like a. It's gentleman. not like a paisley duvet. It's just like all white. It'd <laughs> no, be great if it just was like a chocolate. And you didn't know. Duvet. You're just like you're just like making the bed and fluffing it, and then a giant turd flies across the room. <laughs> like, like like you're doing that parachute yeah, game. Yeah, like slow motion. <laughs> No, splat. Amber Heard Turd. She's Amber Turd. Amber Turd. Hi, I'm Amber Turd Heard. Hi, Amber. So she shit on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, pictures of that are out. Lovely. But the best part is this guy, <laughs> the lawyer's asking questions of Johnny Depp. And if you, if you just take his answers, like somebody on Twitter was just tweeting, the answers of Johnny Depp on the stand. And it's so funny. One of them just said, well, I gave Marilyn Manson a pill once to get him to stop talking. This is happening in a court with a jury and a judge. And he's like, what about my cocaine box? It was a bad place to keep my cocaine. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) This is why this is the best trial I have ever seen. You have to watch it for the sound bites. I don't think see. I can't even watch Johnny Depp anymore. I liked him when he was clean cut, and then when he was a little weird, and not now. Like chocolate. Oh, 
Well, no. that was foreshadowing. What? Chocolate. I never saw Chocolat. Amber Turd. She's in that? No. But I'm just saying, chocolate you... turd. Oh, I'm making gotcha. the oh, leap. Okay. Do you understand? Oh, yes, I, got I go it. back to the yes, turd. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going back. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think the last movie I saw with him would have been, what's the musical? Come on, everybody. Oh, Willy Wonka? Sweeney Todd. Oh. No, I'm not going to watch him and fucking Willy Wonka. Oh, I know. I fucking I love Johnny Depp. I do. I, I am a big fan of I his. I liked him in Crybaby. I liked him when he was cute and when his skin looks normal and when he didn't wear eyeliner. 21 Jump Street. And now I love him that he's running Trist on Miami Beach. You this know? is just like. I, I ju- Wait, you know. You did not like 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp, or you did? No, I did. Oh, That's, okay. That, Guy Liner. That was Johnny like Depp. normal. I have a brush. I have soap. That Well, let's be real. I don't think he was washing himself then. Someone was washing him because so, no one is washing him now. Assistance. This is like a dog on the side of the road that you see at the beginning of the commercial. Like, oh. And then. <laughs> and this is Johnny Depp. And then, like, flash forward, like him just like running in a field, all clean now, oh. no tattoos, a li- maybe a little bit of filler to, you know, fix what happened. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can make Johnny Depp look clean again. Yeah. A day. It's worth it. Yeah. It's either, you know, and be best if it's Sarah McLaughlin and uh, what's her name? Uh, Sally Struthers. Oh, Sally Struthers. Yeah. yeah. Sally Struthers and. Uh, Raising money for Johnny Depp? Yeah. Well, that is a campaign and a half. Yeah. Well, if he Price wins this lawsuit. a cup lawsuit, of coffee and a toll-free phone call, you can save Johnny Depp <laughs> from the free. depths of, of despair. I'm going to call from my landline. <laughs> I'd like to support Johnny Depp, please. Oh, that's wonderful. Johnny oh, my God, Depp. you sound just like Sally Struthers. I am. Oh, oh, my God. You answer all Johnny Depp, Depp What are you doing calls? in my basement? <laughs> what the... <laughs> I don't have much going on, so I'm just the oh, okay, operator. All right. Okay. Do you want me to bring you down some food? Maybe a peanut butter sandwich? I love that soundtrack. No, that's Sarah McLaughlin in uh, the background. For the price of a cup of coffee, you too can support Sally Struthers. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Depp. And I'm Oksana Baul. Ooh, and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> oh! <laughs> It's like he knew! Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the nasty advice articles of Anne Legs and Dear Abby. We're dropping trowel, we're squeezing them out on our duvet covers. Oh, we're reading their articles. That's what we do this week and all week. So please follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official, on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website where you can binge every last episode, DearPodOfficial.com. We take your advice questions every week and we attempt to answer them. We are unprofessional, unqualified, and trying to answer your advice questions. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on all of your InstaWeb abilities, places where you can contact us. We have a YouTube page. The list goes on and on. But the most important thing, of course, is our Patreon page. Hmm. Patreon.com. Slash Dear Pod Official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month for the price <laughs> of a cup of coffee, you too can drop trow and we'll squeeze out some some quality comedy content right back at you. Extra special tidbits like birthday shout outs and turds on duvet covers. Wow, we are coming in hot today, aren't we, kids? Really hot. <gasps> and also, before I forget, can you rate, review, and subscribe? Would you mind? Would because you when you do that, it makes us trend a little bit more. And that's what we're doing, trending. Trends. If I were to redo my life, mm. get excited, or redo, if I were just entering this career right now, uh-huh. I think I would take any money I spent that I've ever taken on classes to get better and just give it to a social media manager. Okay. I know. I just, I, you know, there's so much that I don't know about that and I'm literally feeling like an old person being like these kids in the TikTok challenges and I how do you do it with the Well before we go and ask the genie for three wishes can okay. we can we just start the program by introducing the topic of the day Oh all right I guess we can I'm excited about the topic this week Yes I'm not excited about social management but Oh did that did that give you agita did you you made no. a hard left there okay. Well because I can feel the iceberg coming mm. our way. And he wants us to introduce the topic. And we're the Titanic. 
Yes. Veering off camp. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. Until maybe about now. Until right about now. I'll never let go because your hand is welded to mine. God damn it, Leo. All right. This week's topic is bachelor, bachelor parties. Party. Not the movie, although I it could love. Be. I'm sorry. One of my favorite Tom Hanks films. It is a very fine program. Have you watched Bachelor Party? Program? Recently? No, I have not watched it recently. It's not on my rotation. It's wicked funny. But you've watched it. You've seen it before. Yes, with Tony Katane. Yes, classic. Classic Katane. Vintage Katane, y'all. Yeah. You can't contain you, that Katane. Yeah, can't contain yourself. <laughs> it was so funny. This was back when Tom Hanks was like a comedian. Yes. Before we started putting him on ships and on islands and saying, we need more from you, Tom Hanks. He was just a funny guy. He's like, I guess, but I was on that trampoline with Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, fine, what do you? What more do you want from me? He's like, I was in Bloomingdale's with Daryl Hannah, and I was funnier Yeah. back then, but, but now, all right. okay, uh, fine. fine, I'm Tom Hanks. Fine, I'm just some kind of, you know. I just go where they tell me, and then I cry. Simple man, yeah. you know, running across the country. I blame the Forrest Gump for that. Box of chocolates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Box of chocolates on your bed. Bachelor party. Has your lover, um, did he have a bachelor party ever? That is a very good question. I think he had a bachelor dinner because, you know, he's he's not a spring chicken. And at a certain point, you're like, should we? Was you, it didn't a... go to a cl- you didn't go to a strip club, did you? We went to Brother Jimmy's barbecue. Yeah! Was there um, a woman on the table and then you'd eat barbecue off of her? Nothing. No. Anything like that? Oh, that's sad. Was it who? It wasn't even Hooters. No. no there were no Jimmy's. boobs involved in your quote unquote stag party. I'm sure uh, some of the guys had their own boobs. Oh, yeah. Man mm. boobs. Only mm. man boobs mm. at Brother Jimmy's barbecue. Did you have a bachelorette party? I had a hen party because it was I was in Maine at the time. And Charles Ragsdale and I were getting married within a month of each other, so a group of the people that we were doing Xanadu with at the time, we were like, uh, let's have a hen party. What the fuck is a hen party? Um, wasn't there a TV show called, like, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding? Remember this? This was like, this was like... I can't say that I do. This was but... like 2011, clearly, so there was a, a TV show called My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Mm-hmm. Please don't cancel me for saying that word. I'm just quoting something. Okay, yeah. It's the name uh, of a program. Yeah, name of a program before we were all woke. And um, they had a thing called a hen party, which was like a like just a raunchy stag party. Just another word for stag, bachelor, okay. hen, whatever you do. Okay. I think it was supposed to be like, I don't know. I don't know where the genesis of the word is. Okay. But Not genesis from the real world, Boston. And not genesis with Phil Collins. Okay. Two very different genocide. And yeah, so they held a big party for the two of us. So it was like a group Mm -hmm. hen party. Hen hen party. Yeah, it was fun. It doesn't sound nearly as exciting as it wasn't. I mean, like, you know, all it is is chicken party. That's like bachelorette parties are like, oh, we have penis straws, you guys. And and then she's like, this is smaller than this. (laughs) I don't want to get married, you guys. I'd rather suck on this straw. I don't know what that is. Bachelorette it's parties smaller are smaller than my nail. They always come into comedy clubs too and gay clubs. Bachelorette parties—they're a nightmare. Not my favorite. Not agreed. Not my favorite. Why would you go to a comedy show? What are you wearing a sash for? What'd you win? Yeah, and and like your little like you know your little veil. What did you win? What you? you what? I won him, and he's all the prize I need. Win Let's be honest. Neither one of you are winners. No. If that's what you're doing to yourself, you're neither one of you are winners. So get your shit, suck on that dick, and get out of my, get out of my <laughs> Which body. ironically is what you said to more than the bachelorette parties when you worked at therapy. Yeah, that's right. Yes, put it in your mouth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, that doctor. was my bachelorette party. And I've been to another bachelorette party when I was in my early 20s. But again, bachelorette parties not that wild. More just like a big crazy night out. And when you're it's like 22, a book club. yeah, yeah. But like um, with knitting, a book club, but with really shitty tequila shots. Mm, the kind that will fun. hurt you for life. Oh, that sounds great. I went to that bachelorette party that was at like you had dinner at Lucky Chang's, and then we went to a club afterwards. Lucky Chang's. I feel like I told you about this, and it was one of those. I was 22. I didn't have the money for that, and it was. 
it was an expensive night. It was like, oh, we're paying for, we have this like pre-fixed dinner at Lucky Chang's that was like a hundred per person. And then you went out to a club afterwards where you had to pay to enter. And then you had to pay for drinks and stuff like that. It was just like. They're expensive. Bachelor yes. parties. Bachelor parties are fucking expensive, especially if there's a destination. It's like, I don't oh, wanna, no, I, don't, I can't commit to these people. Like, especially if it's like a like a straight bachelor party. You're like, I can't commit to this energy for a weekend. Two days. No. Have you ever done that? Uh, I think I did like in my twenties and I was like this, I'm like trapped in hell. Oh God. I just, this, the, the energy and just like, like have to be, oh yeah. Was it a straight wedding? Yeah. So of course you're just trapped in like straight hell and you're closeted gay. You're like, oh yeah, she's great. She's really developed. (laughs) Did they, wait, did they have strippers? Yeah. Wait, did they, did you go somewhere to see the stripper or did they come Yes, yes, yes. And like one of their things was they like, I think I've told you this before where they like the strippers. Uh, it's an advanced technique where they rip oh. off your um, uh, underwear band from your. They dig their nail into the band and rip it off in from one your body. fell swoop. Yeah, and they think like that's their trick. And I'm like, listen, bitch, this is forty five dollar underwear. This is to exist. I got this at Tag, which is now gone. <laughs> right, it may have some meth still in it. This is a vintage piece. Yeah, if you touch <laughs> my underwear, this isn't fucking. Four for a dollar at lot less. All right. Now go to Tony and rip his shit off. Go to Johnny Depp because yeah. he runs this club. Yeah. Wait. Don't make me crab walk you in the middle of this fucking gross ass place. It's <laughs> a crab walk. It's what we would do in uh, pledging when you'd have the guy lay down and then you'd yell at him, but like face to face. Like he'd be laying down and then you're basically doing a push up on him, screaming in his face and just spitting on him. Because obviously, if you're yelling at someone in a push-up position, spit comes out because that's gravity. It sounds hot. Uh, no, I guess. Wait, you were in a frat. You were closeted. Did you have yeah. to do the push-up on top of the guy? Is that ever sexy? No. Never. Because you're mad. <laughs> Why were you mad? Like if they did something Because they was... trained you to be mad? No, like, I mean, you know, like I'm the... You know, I've lived there for however long. If they've, if they, the things that would upset me was like we had a house mother. And if anyone ever disrespected her house mother, I thought it was pretty fucked up because here's like some 70 year old woman. She's preparing meals in this filthy fucking house for some overprivileged white kids. And someone comes in and starts running his mouth because he doesn't like that they switched from Hunt's to Heinz ketchup, you know? And you're like, he should have appreciated that transition. Hunt is garbage. So you're like, hey, listen, if we're on a fucking budget, who fucking gives a shit? You're fucking hungover (laughs) as shit. It's not like we've got like uh, a a premier chef in the house. It's some guy just out of prison in southern Indiana. You know, like, let's like, let's take a a pulse of the room here, you know. (laughs) I don't know how we got so far it's not, off. It's not like Mr. It's not like Mr. Chow. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So anyway. So going back to the underwear real quick. Yes. This is a bachelor party trick that they know who developed that and what is the point of that? I'm I'm sure Diamond and Pearl uh came up with it and while they were workshopping their their dance routine. That they were like, you know what guys love? For us to rip the band off their underwear. I think it's because they like, you know, some guys are into humiliation and th- that nothing's more humiliating than having someone rip your underwear off through <laughs> your body. Did you see this happen? And yes. then she came for you and you, you stopped it. Uh, oh, oh, I stopped it. I was like, you stopped I, did, I almost did like the, the, the Oprah hug. You know, when you go for the hug, people go for the hug with Oprah and she guides them to where she wants their uh-huh. arms to be. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I'm going to listen. And then you Purell yourself after you touch her. No, we're you not You said doing that this. to her? Yeah. You just fully said to the stripper, yeah, no. no. And what did she say? She's like, oh, come on, honey. I'm like, we're barking up the wrong tree, if you know what I mean. Oh, did you come out to her first, essentially, then? No, I didn't really come out, but I just kind of said my thing. Okay. And then I'm like, she not backed interested. off? I'm shy. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Whatever, the, whatever like, story to him. you want to tell yourself. I'll 20 bucks to go over to someone other than me. This is a strip club. You where? look at me. You look at them. Look at me. Look at them. Look at me. What? <laughs> we're, one of us does not belong here. I have tortoiseshell glasses. You do the math. I am here for the food. Solamente. <laughs> buffet. A buffet at a strip club. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm here for the shrimp. 
So we have articles today on bachelor parties, stag parties, bachelorette parties. We're going to get further into this because I have more questions about bachelor parties. Okay. All right. Let me start. All right. This is from the Miami News, Miami, Florida, (gasps) February 19th. Where Johnny Depp runs his club. 1985. You can smell it here. (laughs) Smells. Dear Abby, my best friend, Denny, not Danny, Denny, D-E-N-N-Y, was engaged to be married three months ago. So I threw a stag party for him that turned out to be a big mistake. I hired, quote unquote, Salome, an exotic dancer to entertain at this party the night before the wedding. And Denny ended up in bed with her. To make a long story short, Denny's fiance heard about it and called off the wedding. Now, Denny is making plans to marry Salome. My question, should I give Denny another stag party? (laughs) Signed. Lester. <laughs> oh, Les. Way to a- ask the important question here, huh? Not did I ruin a relationship. Dear, <laughs> dear Lester, I vote no, but if you do, don't hire another exotic dancer. Ask Salome to dance and retain the seventh veil for her wedding. Abby. Oh, she's clever. Aren't she's you, though? Clever. She actually did some reading up on that. She's she like, did. what's Solomon known for? Uh, she's, oh, Solomon. Oh, good for him. Go. I like that a stag party changed the direction of his life. Like, it's the movie Sideways. I like the fact that um, people think, n- like, nothing's going to happen at a bachelor party. Like, nobody's going to sleep with anybody. Well, like, there's not going to be, a, like, it's literally, obviously... A movie. Uh-huh. Everyone knows what it, there's usually a, everybody knows. It's not like what are the guys going to do? They're going to go play checkers and they're going to make cookies and they're going to deliver it to unfortunate people on the street. But like, do people really still do this? What? Like, a do people still have bachelor parties to this level? I mean, given that we are a very litigious world where everybody's recording you for everything, right. videotaping you. Yes. Look at Amber Heard. I'd rather not. Pictures. Um, you know, are you going to be able to, like, how many guys legitimately have a bachelor party and think, well, this is really my last laugh, so I'm going to sleep with the stripper right now? Let's be honest. It's not their last stripper, and it's not the last time it's they're going to It's just gonna... the beginning. This is just the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wonder, like, do people really still go to strip clubs on bachelor parties? Yeah. I like that I look at young James. What about, now, here's the other thing. Jules has been married before me for shame. Okay. Did you have a regular bachelor party before that wedding? Because you were younger then. I had two. Two bachelor parties. One in New York, one in D.C. Now he's divorced. And were the strippers better in one city than the other? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I have more memories from D.C. (laughs) than New York. Is that because you drank more or less? Was because the hookers on the front? Because they took their teeth out, or what? Yeah, what was memorable about the D.C. strippers? Did it only happen in a car? Uh, I complimented oh, a you look lovely tonight. stripper on her uh, derriere, oh. and she returned the favor by sticking her tongue down my throat. Oh! So you really got action on your bachelor party. Yeah. That's the only action. And again, like, cut oh, Do you to... have any other tattoos other than the one on your neck? <laughs> Now, that teardrop on your cheek, what does that mean? That's fine. Oh, that's great. It's a family crest, right? (laughs) It's a family crest. Teardrop. Well, that's lovely. Is that the only thing that you did with the alleged? uh, Alleged. Oh, God. You probably got her. Do you remember her name? No. Mm, Cinnamon. Yeah. And her name was Erin McGuire. Well, now let's cut to he's like, eventually. That cut to a divorce. 15 years later, but still. Divorce. Well, it, he didn't leave her for Salome. Would you Correct. have? Well, she... knowing if I knew then what I know now, maybe. <laughs> well, oh. it's either that or leave a dump on her bed. Wow. I'd like this to is, see that, too. That's dishy. Did you enjoy that? Ew. Yeah. God, yeah. Ew! What's that's wrong a... with it? She's a, it's, she's you a don't woman. know where that mouth has been. That's a professional mouth. If it's a professional mouth, she did a professional job of probably cleansing it out before she stuffed it down <laughs> his throat. My hygienists don't work that thoroughly. I mean, she's like, let me tell you something, Aaron. <laughs> why am I wearing a name tag? Don't know why. <laughs> I'm a professional dancer. I have Purell. 
I have Listerine. I do everything. You think he's the only lucky guy here tonight? Absolutely not. I also flossed, bitch, with my hair. Ew. But these are tracks. <laughs> yeah. And I pureled those also, okay? New nails every day. I wipe down that pole before I get on it. Yeah. Do you understand yeah, you me? You think I'm just going to lick any pole? This is uh-uh. pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. <laughs> oh, can you imagine the post-COVID yeah, I don't reuse my now? Band-Aids anymore, okay? <laughs> and let's just say, and I'll just put, I'll, this is the last thing I'm going to say, the oozing has stopped, okay? <laughs> it stopped. So don't challenge me, and I will take tips in my underwear. Now pass me my exclamation perfume. Now let me rip off that two-exist underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation. Just say Charlie. Read an article. I'm going to have an article for you. Are you ready? Yeah. It's very. Why am I still talking like her? I don't know. It's so hard to transition. As if that's her voice. Uh, You don't understand. This one comes from the Logansport Pharos Tribune, Logansport, Indiana, December 17, 1965. I know Logansport. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Stag party foolishness causes months of worry. Mm. Dear Ann Landers, my husband is a brilliant student at the State University. Two weeks before we were married, Tim's friends gave him a stag party at which he got very drunk. The boys decided to drive him to a strange part of town and take off his trousers and leave him stranded. Smart. Yeah. Always a good idea. (laughs) Especially in Indiana. Yeah. Tim doesn't recall what happened, but he knows he wandered into a backyard about 2 a.m. Some people called the police and had him arrested. Tim spent the night in jail. Thank heavens the police understood it was a prank. They released him the next morning and the trespassing charges were dropped. What happened to Tim proves that one evening of foolishness can cause months of heartache. My husband has been a nervous wreck ever since. He is afraid the incident will ruin his career. I've talked until I'm blue in the face, but he still worries. Can you say something to put his mind at ease? Signed, Mrs. R.C. What? R.C. R.C. like Like R.C. Cola. Okay. Exactly. Royal crown. And then she didn't bother. She was like, dear Mrs., If the charges were dropped, there's no record. If Tim wants to drain his energies worrying about something that doesn't exist, he's not brilliant. He's stupid. I, that's fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. I like bringing back the brilliance because as soon as someone says, my kid is special or brilliant or a genius, really? Why is genius eating paint out of the can? Because it's delicious. Yeah. And the paste smells even better. I don't, so, also in college. Oh. Um. You can lavalier someone, which is you give them your pin, oh. your fraternity pin. <laughs> did you go to school in the 50s? I did. I did. Um, and then there's this, there's just this whole thing. Like if you pin someone, it's a very like, you know, not everybody does this. You give someone your pin and then you basically, they're members of your fraternity. They're your brother now. Oh, God. So now you haze them as if you've been hazed as a pledge, which was also a fun experience. What a, what a riot. I highly recommend everybody yeah. to do it because it's really, like, it really builds team. Character, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, everything about it is just really fascinating. I feel really. supported, especially when you paddle me on my ass. Yeah, or just, like, when you belittle me, it's really great because then I really want to be your friend when I'm done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Brothers. Yeah. Uh, no. The answer to that question, no, I don't want to be your friend when I'm done. I remember every fucking thing, oh God, and so I will bring a gun the next time we have chapter meetings. Anyway, so Lavalier. our friend, Lavalier, so then we get him drunk, and then you, then you, I can't remember if we stripped him or he has to run down to her house naked, and what? then we tie him up. In front of her house, what and then the- she, and then we sing like our fraternity song, and then she has to come down, and you know unwrap him or whatever. Is she aware that this is happening? I believe. Or is this so. a big, wonderful, awesome two a.m. surprise? No, you have to clear it with their house because obviously there's a nude man trapped or taped <laughs> around their front tree. <laughs> this is what, uh, yeah. This That's is fun. This times. is what your tuition dollars pay for. Um, I guess. Forgive student debt. Forgive student debt. I mean, the things that, I mean. 
That's amazing. Stupidity. But you taped him up? You taped him. I don't remember. Someone did. I was. I didn't understand what this thing not was. Not cloth, like a duct tape. That's gonna hurt. I'm not too sure. Yeah, the details are hazy at this point. I mean, it's a good twenty some years ago. Wow! If that isn't being supportive, what a that's right. that and that's called having a good time. That was a great time. Wait, didn't you go to Ball State? What? Isn't no, that... Ball State. There's a. I went to Indiana University <laughs> okay. in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh my God! Do you know I'm going to be there next month? No, I didn't. I'm at the Limestone Comedy Festival May 13th and 14th in Bloomington, Indiana. Where are you staying? Right outside, <laughs> whatever high, uh, like Holiday Inn off a highway. Oh. Because it's so oversold. Like we tried to get a hotel room and it's so sold out. And I was like, this better be for this festival, y'all. So you don't so I got stay a on hotel. campus. That's too bad. Well, there is a hotel on campus. Yes, but the it's Indiana like, Memorial Union Hotel. No, it was like called dredgers or something weird it had a weird name well i just told you what the name of the hotel is well it's so a different know. hotel well that's not the one that's when on. was I, the last time you went there i have like four nephews that go there really mm-hmm. well oh just my... got accepted oh my god yeah. well then tell them to come and see me may 13th and 14th at well, the he's comedy in, he's in barcelona studying well, well la-di-da come back just for the limestone comedy festival okay i don't know why i never remembered that. i don't know why you thought i went to ball state <laughs> I am sorry well, you just to any, taped someone's balls. any listener. I'm sorry. But I apologize. Ball, Ball State University than... is in Indiana. My Correct. Friend. That's where David Letterman went. Yes. There we go. Yes, I'm not David Letterman, and Ball State is not as large as the 34,000. Well, let's see. I mean, student. I just want to get a shirt that says Ball State. I don't. Here we go with our next, next article. Next article. This is from the Herald, Rock Hill, South Carolina, May 15th, 1981. Fun. Dear Abby. I need your advice. Obviously, because she just wrote a letter to Dear Abby. (laughs) Dear Abby, I need your advice. I'm a 25-year-old newlywed woman who is against stag parties because I know they include... Newlywed? Yeah. Okay. I'm Um, a newlywed woman. Yeah. She's not married yet. I'm a strong, independent businesswoman. Dear Abby, I need your advice. I'm a 25-year-old newlywed woman who is against stag parties because I know they include strippers who are usually hookers. My husband, I'll call him Duffy. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, whatever happened Next to Next time go Dave. for a simple Tim or right. Paul, yeah. Has been invited to a stag that's being given for a co-worker. He's not a particularly close friend, just a guy he works with. Abby, I know what goes on at such parties. The girls undress for the men, dance with them, drink with them, and a whole lot worse. I have told Duffy... That I don't want him to go, but he says he has to go. He says he won't do anything. He will just go and watch. Uh Abby, in your opinion, should Duffy go to the stag or respect my wishes and stay home? Signed, Duffy's wife. And he reads Penthouse for the articles. Dear wife, if Duffy wants to go, he should go. It's your right to go where you want to go or stay away for your own reasons. But no one has the right to impose his or her wishes on another adult. First of all, if she can't come up with a normal fucking name and has to come up with Duffy, she shouldn't be married in the first place. Do you think that she was listening to the Annie soundtrack at the time? No, I think... She was like, let's just grab one of the names of, like, let's call him Pepper. Or she was watching MTV with Duffy, who was (gasps) the... Fantastic (laughs) VJ! (laughs) Stuck in the back of my craw is that that VJ. Duffy was the name of my first dog. Really? What kind of dog? Don't ask him questions. And did part, you... Part Beagle, part German Shepherd. And did you have a bachelor party for him? Did he, Was he a stripper? No, but he hugged uh, legs a lot. Oh, oh there we go. Same. There you go. How is this any different? Would you ever instruct your lover here to not go to a bachelor party? Uh, yeah, I would. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? What's I'd be like, I'd be, it'd be a strongly worded... <laughs> Strongly worded now, essay. <laughs> it's a compelling argument on court TV. Uh, I, at this point in our relationship, I am good. We're 10 years deep in this thing, 12 years together. So I don't, I trust him. Hey, go for it. You want to go see someone's boobs? I am bringing them home to you. Obviously. So you might as well go find them elsewhere. But it reminds me about like when we were first dating and I was very nervous 
about where we stood. Uh-huh. I, I had been very burned before. No shocker. I'd been some bad relationships. I was very shell shocked. And you're very pale. Trust does not, not exactly. I'm nothing to look at. Uh, trust does not come easy for me, at least in the beginning. Now at this point, I'm like, go to all the stag parties you want. But at this point, all of his friends are middle aged, so a stag party involves like cigars and uh-huh. boring chatter. But when he went to Vegas, like when we first started dating, Lion King sent him to Vegas for a couple months to cover for a guy who had broken his foot. Mm-hmm. And I lost my mind because I, I had been here before. I'd been dating somebody who had gone to a place that that I was like, oh, he's on a cruise ship. This guy cheated on me while he was on a cruise ship. Like, this guy goes to Vegas, cheats on me with like a horrible, horrible history of this. Mm-hmm. So now I'm having PTSD and now he goes to Vegas and I couldn't handle it. Like I was like, it was like a steam, it was like an Instapot. The steam was rising and I was like, I don't want him to go to Vegas. And what am I going to say? It's his job. His job is sending him there. Right. For two months without me in Vegas. Uh-huh. It was four months. It ended up being four months. Okay. But on my head, I was like, all this shit. Exactly. I would shut your yapper if I were you, Jules. So I'm I'm like in my head, playing out all of these scenarios. He's gonna go to Vegas and he's gonna see this and he's alone and he's Mm -hmm. tech, you know, we're not married. So you're fucking crazy. Exactly. I was a girl Mm. standing in front of a boy. Asking him not to fuck a hook in Vegas. (laughs) I lost my mind one day, and the steam had been building, and I was like, you're going to go to Vegas, and you're going to get hookers and blow. Like, I had I'm a so complete- happy I'm gay. <laughs> just this whole story just makes me, I'm so happy I'm gay. And then you're going to have to lavalier me before you go to Vegas. So I oh. did. I had a meltdown. I'd be like, yeah, come to Vegas, and then murder you and, like, Bury you in like the sand somewhere. <laughs> exactly, that's the place to do it. Yeah, near Johnny Depp's club. What? Uh, or if you've ever your... seen very bad things. Oh, that. yes, or anything like Hangover movie. Like you know, right. I get it. We've we've made a case against Vegas in every the movie. Hollywood arena. What? What? Now, from your point of view, what happened in that conversation? You Didn't did. I say strippers and blow or you were, something? You were, you were like hookers and blow, hookers and blow, and I'm like. Hookers and blow. What is like uh, hello, hello Dolly? Chairs and feathers, chairs and feathers. Hookers and blow, hookers and blow. I would have been more accurate now that I know Jules as well as I do to quote Hello Dolly over saying hookers and blow. Could you picture him like going to Vegas and just going to a whole shit ton of strip clubs, getting himself? You're not supposed to say hookers anymore. You gotta say sex workers. Also, as if you're not there for a job. Like you have a job to do. Well, like all you're gonna, just you're just going gonna wake up and just like fucking do blow. <laughs> I need some coffee and three hookers. It's eight a.m. Everything went away because she's just besides doing the show. That how boring it was for me. There. He was living like a nun. Yeah. And then at that point, I was like, "You should get some hookers and blow in here." Yeah. She's like, "I just went down to uh, the store, and here's a." Thing of cocaine, and these two girls are going to finish you off. Amber's coming. Yeah, it's literally. And Rosemary. So, yeah. uh, and I already called housekeeping because they're going to have to change your sheets. And then I got them a nice hooker for our 10-year anniversary. There you go. The more you know. Sex worker. All right, I have one last article for you. Are you ready for this? I think so. This comes from the Post Crescent, Appleton, Wisconsin, June 22nd, 1986. Stag party can ruin a wedding. Dear Ann Landers, the wedding season is upon us, and I hope you will pass on some advice that may save a great many people from being miserable. I speak specifically about the stag party the night before the wedding, the bachelor's last fling with his pals. Please, Anne, tell them if they must have such a celebration to schedule it for a week before the wedding, not the night before. I know of at least five grooms who were so hungover they were unable to remember anything about their own weddings. I know one fellow who was so sick from over-celebrating that he could barely make it down the aisle. He looked like hell and had to go to bed for two days immediately after the ceremony. The family told everyone he had the flu, but a lot of people knew it was from the night of too much hoop-de-doo before. Hoop-de-doo! My own wedding was ruined because of too much booze at the traditional stag. 
My husband had a terrible headache the day of the wedding. He took so much aspirin, his stomach became upset, and he puked right in the banquet hall. Our wedding night was a disaster. I held his head over the toilet until 5 a.m. He never even noticed the nightgown I had spent $75 on! At Rainbow! <laughs> Strawberry! Full price! At 70 You know how much clothes you can get at Rainbow for 75 bucks. I don't. You get like a full Thank closet. God. If you can wake up yes. the future husbands of America, you will have performed a valued service for many a nervous bride. Signed, Unpleasant Memories in Arizona. Dear Ariz, if your letter doesn't wake them up, they're dead. Thanks for writing. I, um... She's like, I got a hair appointment in two minutes. <laughs> I just Let me just, I just can pump this stuff out. My nails, I don't want to crack them on this typewriter. Why would you ever do a, a bachelor party the night before? I have no idea. Ever. Why would you even do a shower like recently? Showers happen. That's... The bridal machine is unnecessarily expensive. We know this. Yes. But you have a bridal shower, a bachelorette party, a rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. If you make it a weekend, which That's we kind just... of, I mean, I feel like weekends are standard issue now for weddings. It's like you do the, you, everybody comes the night before that you have your rehearsal dinner, but then you have like welcome drinks for everybody who's come from anywhere. Come from away, yeah. Because everybody, somebody's traveling somewhere to be there. That is profound. Then you, ha- I know. Yeah. That Put is. that on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Put that dump on a pillow. Yeah. And then you have the wedding day, and then you have brunch the day after. You know, it's not just a single day event anymore. I I agree with you on that. Wait, yes. did you have a bachelor party? No. Marcus have a bachelor party? If I didn't, he <laughs> certainly did not. That's what's weird. You get invited to each other's bachelor parties. It's like, yeah. He didn't do anything like no separate group sort of brought him out anywhere? No, because we're adults, so we don't have to do shit like that. Okay. Well, la-di-da. Yeah. We Got rid of that fun. Kind of but like, why would shit. anybody, because back in the day of the bachelor parties, they would do it the night before the wedding. Why would you ever I think my dad wrecked? did it. I think my dad did it. My mom was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank <laughs> He just looked like like hell washed over. These are your pictures that you're going to be taking that are going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wonder. How about that? I'll have to ask Moth. Not, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going to do a Moth report for the, the next episode for the grab bag, Okay, I then we can We can ask her then that. at yes, some point. Yes. I'm curious if my father had it. I'm sure he had a bachelor. I'm sure he fucked somebody that night. I, ew, stop it, Patrick! No, I think it's time for our next segment. Is it? Yes. Is that Instagram mail? Are yes. we here already? It is Instagram for <laughs> two. It's, it's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Let me try to harmonize with you. Hookers and blow and the cherries and strippers and cherries and feathers and hookers and blow. Blow and feathers and cherries and hookers and strippers and having a good time. Good time. Anytime you need a payment. Good time. Anytime you need a stripper. Good time. That's right. We have an Instagram mail question this week. One, you can slide into our DMs at Deerpod Official or email us. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Who emails anymore? How vintage. But give it give it to us anyway, you know. Give it to us. We will answer one of your questions on the air. So, Patois, hit yes. me with this week's questione. That's Italian for question. Dear Pod, I'm having such a hard time motivating lately. It's like I run out of steam before my day has even really begun. And I'm a working mom. My day is packed and I can't afford to lose my pep. I feel like the grace period for being kind and patient with yourself coming out of a pandemic is officially over. People need you to grind hard again. Any advice on how to get more energy from someone someone who's get up and go just got up and went? Signed, drained in Denver. I'll drain you in Denver. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Drained, that's where you're dead wrong. Ever rev up a dormant engine and see it run perfectly? Ever see Stephen King's Christine? Nothing good comes of it. We entered a world pandemic and nothing will be like it was. Sorry to inform you and the myriad of mommy tasks that you're about to perform. The only grinding that's going on is on the gay app Grinder. 
Maybe see your doctor and have your levels checked. Could be a medical issue or it could be mental, like you've been on Instagram too long and all those influencers who are blabbing on about the hustle, right? Hustle for an influencer. What is it? That's like comparing your body to cartoons like He-Man, G.I. Joe, or Snagglepuss even. However, many years we were in this lockdown, I don't know, but it changes people, like prison. You may have gone in a gentle lover, but now you like it rough and quick. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I know I'll take my goddamn sweet time. Abby. Oh, I compare myself to olive oil. Oh, there you go. That's accurate. That's if you were to be image. a cartoon, I feel like you would be Snagglepuss. Of course I'd be Snagglepuss. Oh, I can't even, even. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear Drained, you got a wicked case of PPE. Peppy penis. Post-pandemic exhaustion. <laughs> Just as your bod got used to the Zoom meetings and the isolation and the gripping terror, the world said, hold up. We had to get back to life, back to reality, back to the here and now. That's to quote the British musical collective Soul to Soul. I wish I could add more hours to the day for you, my dear, but only the government can do that. However, I will give you three easy tips to boost your energy levels, hopefully putting a little more gas in your tank at $5 a gallon. Number one, meditate. According to studies, 15 minutes of meditation twice a day can recharge your mental batteries for up to five hours. You plug your phone in to charge it up, unless you're my Jules, who always has his at a frustrating 14%. (laughs) So treat your body the same, honey. Number two, walking. Like my grandmother, Kitty LaRue, used to say, move your blood around, damn it. That was right before she hit me with the ring hand. I know it seems counterintuitive to do more when all you want to do is less, but the act of walking creates brain chemicals that smart people, aside from me, have studied. You can look it up. And number three, cocaine. Mounds of cocaine. It worked for Liza from 1973 to 1998. Hook as in blow. Good luck, you tired, not-ready-for-this-world son of a bitch, and can't we all just go back to bed for another two years? Happy energizing. Hey. I don't like people that say hustle and grind. Get over it. It's, it's got to be done. Like I, have, I think that's the point. Like we, we learned. I like now that people who have been like the hustle, the hustle. Great. And where did it get you? I'm more like putter, putter and riff, putter and like, uh, 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 like a, I feel like I'm, uh, uh, you know, I just need to take a rest after every five steps recently. I think the best thing about the pandemic was everyone realizing you're hustling for what? Exactly. Like, it's one thing to like, I got to get, th- I got to get this. I got, but what do you got to get all the time? Just be, you can, you can be. Just be in a room. Yeah. You can be present. You can be calm. Like, I don't know why, you know, especially in New York, you can find that calm and just Well, like, but I think that that's now what people are doing which is why we're seeing all people being like, oh, this job sucks. I'm not going to do it anymore mm-hmm. because we're all like, oh, I just, I can't. It's And I find it exhausting in the city now because I, I feel like we are back to city levels of energy. You know, there's a lot more people in there that's really yes. hard to get around again, which I'm like, who said this place was dead? Like it's making me miss the days of July 2020. Yeah. Tell me about it. I live right there and it's it. we've gone from like, Okay, I'm. I can enjoy the city now that it's empty. Uh huh. I'm, you know, paid my taxes. Sure, my there's job. dangerous people on motorbikes and dirt bikes in the middle of the street. S- still. Are they really? Yes, it's now. It's still a problem. Still a problem, but now it's a packed city, which is making it's just very dangerous. But now it's like, it's overwhelming, and yeah. everyone's like. It, it, it's, it just feels like I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. And I just. I, I feel the exhaustion more keenly. Mm-hmm. I'm walking up the steps of subways being like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I'm stopping every third step being like, just leave me here. I feel like I'm climbing Everest. I should bring my own oxygen tank. I agree. You know, I was walking up. I've seen many things in the subway. The other day, <laughs> I was walking up the steps to go to the gym. And I'm like, that's, what is that? And it was a... Oh. It was a floating mask, white mask. And uh-huh. I was like, why is it floating? 
Oh, did someone put it on top of a, a dead rat or something? No. They put their white mask on top of a pile of human feces. An amber turd? And I'm like, <gasps> I, I like, like, like just did that, like looking up, like, what, what, guys? Hey, you know what? That is, that's kind of the, <laughs> the classy gonna, thing to do. Yeah. I'm done. I'm just going to use my mask. Someone will clean this up. Yeah. Right? It's like putting a kerchief over it. It's, it's it's like in the twenties when it's guys. It's almost like my apologies. So sorry, but here's my mask. I'll just put my mask on top. Of it. But it's like, you know, way back in the days of yore when women would be walking down the streets, and if men saw a puddle, they'd take off their coat and they'd mm. cover the puddle yeah, so the woman had safe yeah. passage. Yeah, that's what that is. It's the modern day equivalent of that. How about he just lifts her up? Chivalry. Yeah. And yeah. Now what are you gonna do with that wet coat? Yeah. Genius. Nobody's. It's it's just. He's a, a sign. he's brilliant. If he's brilliant, he would have picked her up. But now that man is covering his turds, his subway turds, with a mask. This mask. Uh, 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep tight, turd. I wish that I saw, you know, I usually never like to see someone take a dump on a subway, but I want to see what that was. Like, did he cover it with a mask or did somebody walk by and say, oh, Oh, God. I know what I can do. Good, Good night, sweet turd. Also, if you're into weed, this is the time to visit the city because if you... Want to not pay to get high? Yeah. All you have to do is walk down the street or ride the one train where it seems like people are hotboxing the subway cars. Yes. You can get high. All the time. Yeah. On the way to the church, mm-hmm. on the way to your doctor. In the church. In the church, with the priest, in confession, wherever. It's a time to be a weed person yeah. in America, but specifically in New York. You know, yeah. I saw guys rolling the largest spliff ever. Yeah. And it's just like they're using this as their place to go and do it. And then yeah. they just light up a totally filled subway car. It's Kids, Lucy Lawless. It really is. But I also don't understand the weed culture, you know? We've we've discussed that. Oh, oh, oh all right. Well, good it's timing. Time. For a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Take off your mask and cover your shirt. Amber Heard and her turn are ready for a specialty cocktail, a specialty drink. Drink it through Johnny Depp's shoes. Yeah. I would love it if Johnny Depp did own the club. But in the meantime, we have a specialty cocktail for you. Are you ready for this special episode? Oh, fuck yeah. I love the name of this cocktail. This week's specialty cocktail is Smuggler's Crotch. You will find James Jules Ferris at flash dances with dollar bills in hand. Because ladies love a man with Washingtons. Yeah, you know it. This dollar bill could be yours if you play your cards right. Oh, get ready for these ingredients. Are you ready? For this, you will need a splash of absinthe, one brown sugar cube or bar spoon of demerara syrup, two dashes orange bitters, a splash of water, and two ounces of seven-year-old rum. That is so specific. Why seven years old? Why she gotta be seven? Anyway, for this, you will have to rinse an old-fashioned glass with absinthe and toss the remainder out. Muddle the sugar cube or stir if using syrup with the bitters and a splash of water in the glass and the rum and a large ice cube and stir. Garnish with an orange zest coin. Ooh. Zest coin. That's what it was. I thought it was a Sacagawea. Oh, is it American Buffalo? I can't even. Here are the tasting notes. Guys, listen to me. I'll watch the strippers, but I'm not going in the back for a lap dance. I love Becky, and I'll never do anything to hurt. Wait. Holy crap. Is that the woman who's taking me to the VIP room? Well, I don't want to be rude. Oh, yeah, right. We're here for the drink. Sorry, I got distracted. For this bachelor party, I am choosing a drink that uses absinthe right off the bat because I am going to blame any stupid thing I do tonight at this strip club on the liquor that made artists cut their ears off. This baby in your glass is the closest thing to a rum old-fashioned that you will ever find. Once upon a time, most of the ingredients in this drink were illegal and had to be smuggled into the United States. And from where I am sitting in the roped-off, yeah, we get the money section of the Pink Taco Strip Club, I would say cinnamon is smuggling more than illegal booze in those unnatural triple E's. Cheers, everybody! This is gonna be a long, weird night. Oh, God, here we go. Wait, are you sniffing it before you cheers me? Well, I sometimes I sniff the pink. Hey, nice citrus coin. Oh. It does smell nice. It smells syrupy. There's a sweet, 
Is Sicky. it the absinthe? I am not an absinthe fan. Oh, that's delicious. Ooh! Oh, she nice. That is a pleasant surprise. This hooker is nice. This I'm hooker sorry, is a this sex worker. I mean, she's sorry. Sex worker is lovely. It's um, this exotic dancer. Oh, is lovely. That's so 1950s. This flash dancer is mm. lovely. I mean, I am not an absinthe fan because I feel like it's black licorice. And oh, once I like upon a time, I hate black licorice. Is this from Lace? Lace Strip Club? <laughs> no, Lace. Lace, What's like lace? a. Um, yes, of course it's Lace. Oh, okay. <laughs> the American Gladiator. Lace. Oh, I love American Gladiator. We're sipping it a lot, so there's something to that. I like it. It's a good sip. I once did three shots of ouzo, and since that point, I can never look at or touch black licorice again. So this has ouzo. enough orange in it. Is that like that Sambuca? Okay. Ouzo. Ouzo. Like... Hi. Maria, More four, ouzo, four no ouzos and two Sambucas. Don't look me in the eye. Welcome to Johnny Depp Strip Club. You want to take a sip of this? It's um, it's not as harsh as I thought it would be, and I think it's because rum is sweeter. It looks like it's a bourbon drink, but this is a seven-year-old rum. Yes, I heard. That's the creepy thing about guys who like scotch. Because young James was talking to somebody about a scotch the other day, and he's like, the 12-year-old is better than the 15-year-old. I had a 15-year-old once that was so good, but the 12-year-old is surprisingly better. And I'm like, if anybody overhears a snippet of this conversation, if I Amber heard this and tape you right now, I'll win all the money. Let's just say, why don't we keep this type of conversation in your own home and never out in public. Or even at, you know, the, or the whiskey bar. This is where more information is better. Yeah. A 15-year-old. Scotch yes, whiskey. Password is but scotch. But any of this can be recorded and then edited to make it sound good. Question, what do you think it means that in one dream, Whitney Houston, as a teenager and then as an adult, was in my dream, followed by Vicki Lawrence? Why? How? How is this connected? Wait, are these two separate dreams, the Vicky Lawrence dream, or they were both in the same dream? Well, I'm assuming I was sleeping. So it at one point, Vicky Lawrence was in my dream, and I was very excited about it. And then a young Whitney Houston. Who were you me. more excited to see? There was a, a lot of hubbub for Vicky Lawrence, I have to say. Wow, more than Whitney Houston. Yeah, I don't know. Did it happen in today? Like, so Whitney was like, came back from the dead and you wouldn't be impressed? Uh, all I know is she was leaving, I'm assuming, the Vicki Lawrence show, which apparently was in a very dimly lit place. I don't oh, know why. Okay. And uh, a young Whitney Houston looked at me and said, hello. And then later, I think I was in the parking lot getting in my car and an older Whitney Houston was there. So she aged within one dream? I guess. And I was like, you know, it's so funny because it just... Saw you when you were uh, younger inside. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Like, now, was I, this the one that was like Bobby Brown older? Whitney yes. Was, like, so she's cracked out at this point. Well, I mean, she wasn't cracked out then. I think it all comes back to hookers and blow. I must have done a lot of hookers and a lot of blow. And if, <laughs> if I'm having dreams of Vicky Lawrence. But then Vicky Lawrence should be nobody. counteracting that, you know? She's like the acid to the base. Something's not right. I mean, maybe I have a tumor or something I because think... this can't be right. I think if you've got a tumor, it's the gayest tumor anyone has ever had. It, ever. And can Vicki Lawrence now put on her resume? She did a one-night-only show in my brain. Yes, but can she call herself an estate manager? This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.